Hour News. As it happens, when it happens, wherever it happens. Local, regional, and global. Only on Q95, the big station. Q95DA.com. Right on Q. Good morning. This is the morning news for today, Wednesday, September 14th for 2022. I'm your presenter, Hassan Robinson. Here are the headlines. Host of the Kingdom Connection program, Pastor Randy Rodney, believes that many policymakers in Dominica are likely too narrow-minded to consider the big picture. And Supplies of brown sugar in St. Lucia is making a steady return whilst white sugar imports remain a challenge. And Commerce Minister Emma Hippolyte looks to boost the island's sugar stocks and storage capacity. And President Vladimir Zelensky reports Ukrainian forces have retaken 2,317 square miles of territory from Russian control in the east and the south in their counteroffensive in September. The news is brought to you for the very kind compliments of Rudolf Thomas Enterprises and Discover Dominica Authority. The details of these stories and more coming up next. 5DA.com, right on cue. Rudolph Thomas Enterprise in Portsmouth, your suppliers of building materials and hardware products. Over 20 years experience in the business. Rudolph Thomas has lumber and plywood, Portland and tile cement, steel rods, galvanized and fence pipe. And Rudolph Thomas can meet all your wire needs. Galvanized roofing sheets, doors, windows, toilet sets, face basins and bidets. PVC piping, fittings and lattice. Check out Rudolph Thomas for ceramic and vinyl floor and wall tiles. Nails, nuts and bolts, paint and painting supplies. And check out their line of electrical and hand tools. And Rudolph Thomas is your one-stop shop for hard-to-find items like fiberglass mat and fiberglass resin and welding rods. Go now to Rudolph Thomas on 1240 Bay Street in Portsmouth. Reunite from October 20th to 30th, 2022. Dominica invites you to celebrate the World Crayon Music Festival. Three nights of pulsating rhythms on one stage. For more information, visit www.dominicafestivals.com. Like and follow us on Facebook at Dominica Festivals or Instagram at Dominica.Festival. Dominica's World Crayon Music Festival. Celebrating 22 years in 2022. October 28th to 30th. And uh, welcome back. First off in the news, Pastor Randy Rodney, host of the Kingdom Connection program, believes many policymakers in Dominica may be opaque in their opinions and methods when it comes to seeing the bigger picture, which is crucial, whether one is in a position of authority or working in the corporate world. My humble view is that our policymakers are quite possibly very myopic, so myopic in their views and, and their approach on stuff that we don't spend time to look at the, the bigger picture. Now, I understand in, in business and, and leadership, you yep. know, you need to pay attention to the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, I, and I don't know if in your view that you see something linked there, but maybe I do. We, are, we have, uh, for example, declared two days of mourning for the passing of the Queen. Yeah. Um, I know usually, if, you know, when you have mourning, you have two days of mourning because you're mourning. And I'm just, just putting that out there. And I'm not saying we shouldn't have to do this in the morning. Maybe we can have 10 days of morning if you want to, right? But when you open your eyes to it, when you open your view to it, where do we fit in the scheme of things? Rodney continued by saying that uh, sometimes people feel as though persons with a high academic IQ are trying to pull the wool over eyes over those with the lower academic IQ. 
just like the whole China Dominican relationship, where do we fit in the scheme of things? And and you sometimes feel that, uh, as as is for a lot of other things, um, people who seem to have a certain academic IQ that may be pretty high uh, seem to throw you know wool over your your eyes, or, you know, and prevent you from thinking critically on the bigger picture. And um, mm -hmm. sometimes you have to ask yourself, is somebody being malicious, deliberate, hypocritical, or maybe they just bluntly don't know? That happens to us in churches as well, Matthew. Yep. That we, we preach a gospel without contextualizing it. So we, we, we sometimes lack uh, a good understanding of this whole thought on geopolitics, what happened then? What's happening now? And that was the Pastor Randy Rodney, host of the Kingdom Connection program. And the death and the life of the Queen is not separate from her family's history of action and non-action for reparations for those enslaved. And we need to be awakened to this truth. ENT specialist and African cultural advocate Dr. I.P. Pascal weighing in on the conversation surrounding the morning of the death of Queen Elizabeth II and what uh, represents for uh, descendants of the very slaves the monarchy placed in bondage. He raised the argument that the Queen has never displayed or articulated any notion of apology or sympathy for those who were enslaved and has not made any efforts to address reparations during her 70-year reign and that is a very telling sign. This forms part of the overall plan to ensure that we remain underdeveloped, a plan that one can argue is being perpetuated by our very own government. Therefore, all the more reason to wake up, opines Pascal. Because if you look at the pattern of behavior of the prime minister, it seems to be it's a real, everything is about weakening us. Instead of helping us to become more independent and resistant to this new colonization or the new slavery, everything is to weaken us and make us feel like making it easier for us in the future to be recolonized or re-enslaved by just limiting the activities of the queen and not saying anything about um, reparations or, or, or how they're going to engage with, with, the, with the king of England and the government of England going forward, how they're going to engage with the so-called Commonwealth and all those things, that, that is worrying to me. And, and to try to separate the issues, I think it's unfair because everything is connected. The Queen, the, there was this genocide when the Kenyan people were fighting for independence. She was Queen at the time. So we have to tell the whole story, not just what is, is, is looks nice. We have to tell the whole truth and get accustomed to dealing with the truth so that we can then move on. I think that I would like us to start looking at the broader pictures and realizing the connections and stop allowing our minds, the little decolonization we've had or the, uh, the little emancipation we have to allowing misleaders to have us becoming more and more susceptible to being recolonized and re-enslaved. And that was ENT specialist and African cultural advocate Dr. Ivy Pascal. 
and declaring two days of mourning for the Queen of England may be a bit over the top, especially knowing the history of the monarchy. This from entrepreneur and former DLP government press secretary Sean Douglas, speaking as a guest on Tuesday's Talk on the Block program on QFM. Mr. Douglas turned back the pages of history of the monarchy and their connection to our ancestors as being colonizers and active participants in the misery of millions. Though there is a logical geopolitics in recognizing the Queen's death, the declaration of two days of mourning for a royal family member who enslaved generations of our ancestors is a bit much, says Douglas. In the history of British, um, the past history of British uh, colonial expansion and subjugation, uh, I, I think that it's perhaps um, a bit over the top, to be honest. We, um, we rely heavily in Dominican overseas development assistance, um, whether it's through CBI funds, the EU, the British. So I can understand the political and diplomatic reasons why this has been done. But um, to declare days of mourning, you know, um, I mean, we must not be um, naive and simplistic um, and just think of the Queen as somebody who driving around in this gold-plated um, carriages and, and Buckingham Palace, all these palaces. You must be, really be honest and realistic. Because even in the UK itself, um, in 2014, 40% um, of the people in, 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 uh, in Scotland uh, voted to leave the, the, the Union, uh, not to be part of the United Kingdom. And um, they, so in, in the UK itself, there's a, a, at least I would say across the UK itself, there's a good 25% of people who are what they call Republican who feel that the monarchy should be abolished, even within the UK itself. I believe there's a greater love for the monarchy in, in England um, but not so in Scotland, not so in Northern Ireland. Um, Wales is, a, is very small, in about a million or two people, a million, a million people, two million people. But certainly in England, there's a greater love for the Queen uh, and the royal family. But in Scotland, that isn't the case. So why would we in Dominica, we've given what I've explained in the last 10 minutes, feel that we want to spend two days mourning the Queen? He says we still have not received reparations from centuries of enslavement under the monarchy and this new passing of power onto King Charles III may provide an opportunity for just that. Years, centuries after, over 200 years after slavery was abolished, uh, we still have not received reparations from persons, governments, the British government that colonized us and robbed Africa of its resources, of its people. And so when you talk about the queen, you cannot separate the queen from what happened. It may not be her personally, but her descendants. And mm -hmm. I feel now, now that the queen is gone, the queen has 70 years on the throne, I listened to almost every single Christmas message that the queen gave when I was in England. I never heard her, I never heard her mention once about the British government expressing any sorrow and regret for its role in slavery. Um, and that's what I'm expecting now that Prince Charles, now King Charles III, he being younger, um, slightly younger, I'm hoping that we will get from him some movement as to reparations for the role that Britain played in the slave trade. And that was entrepreneur and former DLP government press secretary Sean Douglas. And together, the Caribbean Development Bank, or CDB, the Caribbean Community, CARICOM Secretariat, and the OECS Commission will train about 15,000 teachers in how to help their children recover from the learning losses brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic, including teachers from the Dominica regions and elsewhere. The Learning Recovery and Enhancement Program, Let's Reap for Educators in the CDB, CARICOM, and OECS, is being implemented with the aid of the 
capacity building course. Five cohorts of educators, uh, competencies, and competencies will also be improved by the training program, which is anticipated to start the first week of October 2022. It will take three modules and two years to complete, and the participants who successfully complete the program will be awarded a diploma from the Joint Barbados of Teacher Education at the University of the West Indies and all CARICOM member states and associate members are the program's target audience for the educators. The 45-hour training will concentrate on the three essential elements of Let's Reap Communities of Practice, Assessment and Differentiated Instruction, as well as Leadership and Accountability. Educational leaders are expected to study about establishing supportive and conducive learning environments, as well as distributive leadership and responsibility in a school environment in the course Leadership and Accountability. Still in local news, the United Nations project on enhancing food security and climate change resilience and resistance is expected to assist in St. Vincent and the Grenadines as well as Dominica. Recently, Resilient Livelihoods and Food Security for Data project was introduced in the Foreign Affairs Conference Room where the Ministry of Education National Mobilization spearheaded the launch with assistance from the United Nations according to a press release from the Agency for Public Information, the Food and Agriculture Organization. The two-year project goals are to put risk assessments into practice, improve livelihoods, and provide social protection. Dominican St. Vincent and the Grenadines is expected to gain from the United Nations initiative on enhancing food security and resilience to climate change. And uh, the Peace Walkers of Dominica get ready for walk number 25, with persons being encouraged to act in their faith in God and not just settle for talking. This from lead Peace Walker Arthur Tomate speaking on ahead of today's walk for peace and democracy, highlighting the actions of the speeches of Jesus Christ, whose persecution from the very people he sought to deliver uh, only strengthened his resolve to ensuring us that we must act, says Mate, which is enough talk, it's time to walk. talk about everything is connected in the lord's way tomorrow we walk walk number 25 today we talk but tomorrow we walk if you really believe that what you're saying has merit in the eyes of the lord walk tomorrow manifest your faith in the public domain the lord told us if you love me keep my commandment he also said when he told us to pray forgive my trespasses as i forgive those who trespass against us he never said, forget your trespasses as I forget those who trespass against us. So let us forgive, but forgive is different from forgetting because if you forget, you will make the same mistake again. So I say to us as a people, the Lord has an interesting and miraculous way of providing us with a way up. And he's saying to us, his son Jesus talked a lot when he was on earth, but his son also walked and acted when he was on earth. So let's talk, fine, but let's walk. And that was a social activist and peace walker, Atherton Mata. And in other news, the supply of brown sugar in St. Lucia is making a steady return, but the importation of white sugar remains a major challenge. Commerce Minister Emma Hippolyte says that uh, despite the setbacks, steps are being taken to boost St. Lucia's sugar storage capacity as the department scores uh, the globe for new supplies of sugar. More acute. I'm glad you call it a stabilization. But as I've reported in the past, we have a team focused on getting rice, flour, and sugar into the country. Um, I think last week we received some 13 containers of sugar. Um, we will continue. We are now, we still, our source 
in Guyana have not been able to, to supply us up to now with, with, with sugar. Um, we have one source from Belize, and now we have been able to get a second source from Belize. So at the moment, we are looking at new warehouse space. But at present, the, the 13 containers that's going to be on island, we would be able to distribute it and stop. I cannot speak to the quality. There's a bureau standards that determine items and quality of items. But as you know, um, we are brought in the sugar all the time. There are different levels and grades of sugar, and most times it's what you receive on the market. Also in other news, Ukrainian forces have seized more territory from Russia as they continue the counter-offensive, President Vladimir Zelensky stated. The Ukrainian president claims that the troops have now retaken more than 6,000 square meters or 2,317 square miles from Russian control in September in the east as well as the south. The BBC cannot verify those figures as Moscow described the withdrawal of its troops from the northeastern Kharkiv region in recent days in regrouping. Here's more. This is the most significant Russian withdrawal since they pulled out from Kiev in late March. Uh, uh, control those territories that have been uh, reclaimed. And uh, we're talking about uh, more than 50 uh, villages uh, in the east of the country, in the Kharkiv uh, region, places that had been under Russian occupation since the very beginning of the war. So some significant changes on the front lines and humiliating uh, setbacks for Russia. We're seeing pictures and footage from those liberated villages uh, with uh, um, abandoned military vehicles, ammunition. So uh, these are signs that the Russians had to flee, uh, even though uh, the Russian government uh, has been saying that uh, Russian troops are regrouping elsewhere in the east of the country. And that's the morning news as a recap of the headlines. Pastor Randy Rodney, host of Kingdom Connection program on QFM, believes that many policymakers in Dominica are likely too narrow-minded to consider the big picture. Supply of brown sugar in San Lucia is making a steady return, whilst white sugar imports remain a challenge. And Commerce Minister Emma Hippolyte looks to boost the island's sugar stock and storage capacity. And President Vladimir Zelensky reports Ukrainian forces have retaken 2,317 square miles of territory from Russian control in the east and the south in the counter-offensive in September. The news was brought to you for the very kind compliments of Rudolph Thomas Enterprises and Discover Dominica Authority. I've been your presenter, Hassan Robinson. As it happened.